you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads agency. It's costume with your day, the Google News, and I'm so excited today. We're talking to Matthew Stafford, owner and CEO of Build, Grow, Scale, which has been one of the, I'd say, top e-commerce education companies for quite some time, Matt. I feel like you've been it for at least as long as I've been in the game. When did y'all start this? It's probably been around eight or nine years. So yeah, that's years. like a million years in internet years. Yeah. Like yeah. Approaching a decade. Yeah. And I love it because on the top of your website, it says over 400 million in e-commerce sales. And I asked you about that before we started recording and you were like, yeah, we stopped counting years ago. So it's probably like a billion dollars at this point, I bet. Yeah. For me, I feel like when we say those really big numbers for the average normal person who is looking at what we do, it's hard for them to fathom. And in interviewing a bunch of our customers, I've asked them questions like, hey, what did you think of the website? Because obviously we're always optimizing websites. And a bunch of them said, oh, well, we thought you were too big to help mm. us. And so I realized us saying what the number, maybe what the actual number is now doesn't actually do us any favors. It actually pigeonholed us into people that thought that they couldn't deal with us, that we actually get the most enjoyment out of serving. So that's one of the dangers of branding. It's such a double-edged sword because yeah. you can actually brand yourself out of your target demographic. Yeah. I'm going to try to encapsulate what you do and then maybe you'll fix it for me. Okay. Sounds good. You're something of an education and mastermind that teaches people how to optimize their e-commerce store at every stage of the process. How did I do there? Yeah, we have like a, it's called e-commerce business blueprint, which is a program that teaches them how to set their store up with all the best practices, all the stuff that we've figured out over the years, and then how to run traffic, try to get them up to about five grand a month. Then the grow portion of it is our guided mentoring, which is a mastermind part that you were talking about. It's got a couple hundred store owners in there. I always say that what we teach now, we've been teaching it so long, it's kind of a commodity, but what you can't commoditize is the community. And so in this type of business, you spend a lot of time behind your computer and away from people. So that community becomes really valuable and there's no way that you can know everything. E-commerce is just so big. And so to have that community that you can be like, Hey, I'm running into this and all of a sudden seven or eight or 10 store owners jump in and, Oh, we use this app or, Oh, you know, here's somebody that can help you out or whatever. Like we refer you guys all the time. Cause we are like, Oh, who does Google ads? Da, 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 and, and we'll tell them you like that community actually is super valuable. And then the scale part is where we partner with the stores. We do all their data and analytics and split testing and developer work. And then that's where we're getting all of this data then can teach the smaller store owners, you know, what's working right now. So it's not like theory or things that we did 10 years ago. It's like, we do it all day, every day. What a huge value proposition that is too, that you'd help partner with. I think the thing that business owners are missing most is the ability to interpret their numbers. And so to just have a partner that can take that and own it would be huge. Yeah. And we teach that inside the group too. Yeah. I love that you said you can't commoditize community. Right. That's right. an absolutely brilliant statement. I feel like if you're watching this or you want our, our subscribers, there's nothing more powerful you can do for yourself than build a community. 
Right. And you can do it in any niche, any industry, any business, any vertical well that you get to revisit all the time for every, like we get leads from our community, of course, but I also get like employees from our community. You know, like the yeah, majority same. of our hiring now comes from our YouTube channel the and same. strategic yeah. partners and referrals. And I'm supposed to be the thought leader in Google ads. And I'm getting hit up all the time on LinkedIn and Twitter saying like, Hey dude, have you seen this yet? And I'm like, I haven't. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, like they feed me now. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause we get busy running the business. Right. Yeah. And so what we've always said is we're not a good business like we only focus on one thing when someone lands on your website to get them to have a good customer journey and spend money with you and that's it our best referral sources are like venture capital firms and ads companies because we help the site convert better make more sales they can scale media etc we don't compete with them so we actually have people like you and sawtooth and whatever teach inside of our community because we can't, we can't know it all. And if we tried to project that we did, we would just give them mediocre advice. We actually have a developer that teaches Tech Tuesday. We have a Facebook company that teaches Facebook Fridays, et cetera. It's, it's a great community. That's really awesome. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to give away as much of the farm as you're comfortable with. Sure. Half of my listeners are agencies. The other half are business owners. Yeah. And, and what I'd like to focus on are, I'm stealing this from Ralph Burns, by the way. He always says, the little hinge that swings the big door. Yeah. And I love that specific contextualization because there's a lot of improvement opportunities. There's a lot of little like 1% here, 1% there, but then there's a couple of things, you know, that just make a huge difference, just give you a lot of leverage. So when you're dealing with e-commerce stores, especially smaller ones, what are the little hinges that swing the big door? We talk about it a lot. Site speed is a huge factor in conversion rate. I think, yeah, the monthly marketing thing that we put out coming out this month is all about site speed. So one second will reduce like 16% of your buyer. Two seconds, it's like 46%. Three seconds, it's over 60%. People really want the site to load fast. And if it doesn't, they bounce. Three seconds reduces 60% of your buyers. Wow. Yeah. That's so it, the little hinge that the big door right there. Yeah, Go yeah, up site sure. speed. I knew site speed was important. I didn't realize it was that bad. Three seconds. Yeah, Google gives a lot of stats around it because they actually, the faster your site loads, the more organic traffic they'll give you because they yep. expect that to be a good site experience. So yeah. when we go in and do, we have it as a service, but when we go in and fix people's site speed, we watch their organic traffic go up a lot in some cases. Do you uh, only work with Shopify or are you doing everything? Big commerce, uh, commerce Illusion, Sam Cart? No, we'll do like Shopify, WooCommerce, some big commerce. That's like 90% of who we deal with. It'd be great to say we do everything, but we don't. Anybody who says they yeah. do everything, I'm always like, nah, yeah. I'm yeah. skeptical of you now. I love what you said about the search bar. Search is 10% of your traffic, but 30% of your sales. That's so, and dude, I love that you have all these data points too. Typically less. Like we had a store that about 7% of their search traffic was bringing in 37% of their volume. Huge. The other thing that I would tell everybody, if you want like these little tidbits, they always start on their homepage because that's what makes them feel good. And that's what they're always looking at. But the thing that will make you the most money, the fastest is to fix your checkout in your cart. So you do those first, then every change that you make on your site translates into more money. If you spend a week fixing your homepage and doing all that, but your cart and your checkout is still broken, it feels like you did a bunch of work, but you're not getting any more money. It's very demoralizing and you end up not really doing the work that you need to because you get frustrated. So if you fix the things that are going to give you money first, then every change you make, you can see if it's good or bad right away. 
and it gets you a lot more excited to work on your store. And what are the, some of the things you can do for checkout and cart? Make sure that all your buttons are the exact same color from start to finish of your store. It's funny how many, even really big brands that are on Shopify Plus, that it's a default checkout or it's a default checkout button that doesn't match all of the rest of their store branding and colors because you have to go to a different setting to do it. The other thing is a lot of times it just uploads whatever logo you have on your site. Well, that's valuable real estate because that's where the transaction's about to take place. And so we teach, there's a lot of different things that you can do to increase trust, like put an email, put a phone number, things like that. Have a question, call us, email us along. So you create an image that has your logo and then trust right there. And they go, oh, wow. In their head, they're like, if I have a problem, I'm going to be able to get a hold of them instead of just this generic thing. Love that you just said that. I feel like so many e-commerce and SaaS people, they're the worst at this. Yeah. They don't want checkout is terrible. any human connection whatsoever. Yeah. So I love that you're saying like, hey, give them a way to reach out to you because I can't tell you how many clients I have. It's more than not. Yeah. They're like, oh no, we don't want them to be able to call us, email this, us, find us on social. Thing, the thing is they won't. People go, oh, they that's just want gonna, the like, option. They literally want to see that you're available if they can. And so we encourage people to just get a Google voice number, put a phone number that will send it to an email and then your customer service can take care of it. The other thing, and I just talked at Copy Accelerator, I was really surprised. Another whole niche that gets blamed for everything not working is the copy, the people that write the copy. But like if the store owner or the site owner hasn't like optimized the checkout, it's default to a poor experience. And that's where they lose a lot of people. It's not the copy not doing the job. It's the store, the checkout page. In your form field, you have the ability to put text in there. Typically, it's always default email, first name, last name, phone, optional, second address or business, all these things that they can go in and adjust. So like in the email field, we put email for order confirmation. The moment that you do that, it's reduced our errors in the email field up to 70%. If you think about it, and I thought of it way back when I was reading, I think it was contagious or something else where people will give you information if they have a reason why, if you tell them the reason why. 80% of people will let someone cut in line if they go, hey, can I cut in line? I'm running late. Like it makes no difference what the reason is. You just give them a reason and they'll be like, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, okay. So if we give them a reason why we're asking for their email, maybe we'll get a better email or maybe we'll get less errors. And so we put in there the number one open email that gets sent out is order confirmation. And that is the email that we need to send them that. So we just said email for your order confirmation and it reduced the errors. Then for phone, SMS is about 30 to 40% of your revenue. You know, SMS and email is about 30 to 40% of your revenue in e-commerce. We put phone required for shipping notifications. So both ones were giving them what the field is, why we need it. And that has like made a massive difference. And we've tested all kinds of language in there. We will never call you. But when we did, we will never call you. We literally tanked conversions. It was like a four X, like worse. And we're like, okay. So what we did is we introduced a problem that they weren't considering that, oh, if I put my phone number in there, they're going to call me. And so as soon as we went back to for shipping notifications, we went right back to where it was. So like, we know that that form field text matters a lot. 
That's brilliant. I forget who it was I was talking to. It was some authority in email marketing. And he said that when you put a notification under an email saying, you know, we hate spam too, or we'll never spam you. He's like, it actually hurts conversions. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, why are you bringing up spam? You know, yeah. so we I get thought- that same with too many trust symbols. It makes the site feel untrustworthy. We actually, when people are putting all kinds of those types of things on their site or like get rid of them, like you feel like a drop shipper, you know? Yeah. He who doth protest most. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's really brilliant. Man, it's so funny because there's all these little micro optimizations you can make, especially in the realm of e-commerce. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.